This is Rob Carbone, and you're listening to BD4, where there's no better way to get your Yankees and Knicks analysis. is going on guys this is rob carbone coming at you with episode 85 of bd4 where there is no better way to get your yankees and knicks analysis than by tuning into this podcast right here right now um so we're kind of back to the schedule here thank god um you know i've had i've been uh publishing a lot of shows lately because of all these bonus episodes and emergency episodes i've had to be doing since the Yankees keep going down and keep getting injured, um, like the pillow soft players they are, but fortunately, um, there's no new injuries yet, yet Yet, yet, um, you know. But we're gonna have to wait, and hopefully, nothing else happens. But fortunately, I get to take a rest, and we're just back to the schedule of the, you know, every two games for the Knicks as for now. And obviously, once the regular season starts, we're gonna we're gonna be updating, you know, doing Yankee shows um, after every series and recapping that and. That's how that's going to work. But for now, we get to, you know, fi- hopefully finish out the the NBA season by just doing our normal, traditional two game recaps every every two games, and <laughs> hopefully nothing else. And we won't have to do any emergency episodes with injury or nothing like that. So, yeah, we're going to talk about the Knicks, and actually, they've been on a two game win streak. Um, I don't remember the last time this team has won two games in a row because um, they just they just came off of a, a, a six a six game losing streak and obviously since they don't play every day it's it's been a long long while since they won two in a row. Um, you got to think back for this maybe a couple weeks ago, but yeah, it's been good. A lot has happened lately, you know, in terms of just not just on the court but off the court. Um, Today we obviously got the news that Leon Ro- uh, Leon Rose, um, or was it today? Or, it was, sorry, yesterday we got the news that Leon Rose was announced officially announced president of the New York Knicks organization. So that was cool, and he was um, there was no press conference. Um, I like that. I think he's a man of business. He's a very private guy. He's just going to get right to work. I did like how there was no uh, presser. Um, that was cool. But he actually showed up to the game. He showed up to last night's game, and he was at Madison Square Garden. Um, right next to um, Scott Perry, and they were watching the game together. And listen, I hope you know I don't know much about this guy. I know he's an agent, so you know I know this. You know, you can, people people are a little um, not concerned, but you know they they've, they have their questions about an agent running a team. But you know, at the same time, I, I'm just I'm gonna give him the benefit of the doubt for now and just see how he goes. I'm, I've got to give him a chance, and you should give him a chance too. I think he has a. Um, you know, I think he's a chance to do something here. I like what I um. I don't know. I, I hope I like what I see, but obviously we haven't seen him do much yet. But I like what I hear from him. I guess I, I know he's a serious, like I said, private, down to business guy. So we'll see what happens. But he did show up in the game, and 
at the game, and it's good that we're we're now one and zero with this guy, one and zero under this new uh, regime. But no, I hope he does well. And you know, obviously, the things you're going to look at with Leon Rose is you know how he evaluates talent, um, and not just finds talent and evaluate it, but how he also develops that talent. Right? Is he going to finally give the keys to R.J. Barrett? You know, and stop trying to run through Julius Randle. Are we going to see some change there eventually? Um, but is he going to bring some goddamn stability to this? We just want stability first and foremost. Um, stabilize that front office. Make the Knicks as less of a joke as you can do. <laughs> and just, you know, keep the players happy. Keep the organization happy. Um, hopefully lure in some free agents. But we've got a yet ways to go before we can even think about that. We obviously have to set our own foundation first before we go out and branch out into free agency. But... You know, just no drama. You want this, just things to be normal and no no drama. Because speaking of drama, obviously, over the past couple of years, we've had some fair share of it. Um, well, the Charles Oakley thing, uh, I think that was finally settled a couple of days ago or a week ago. But, you know, we had the, the, earlier this season, more recently, the, the Steve Stout going on first take and just saying stupid shit that he shouldn't be saying. Not that any of it was false. It's just you don't feed you don't feed the narrative further and he was doing that he you know you don't go on first first take i don't listen espn um sports center all that you know shit i don't pay attention to any of that where i get my Knicks news where i get my analysis my my um my insight i get it i like to read you know um fan fan opinion fan insight in like blogs and other podcasts I hate the big media narrative. I, I just hate the, the LOL Knicks narrative that the media likes to push out there. I don't think, I think that's all filtered. So I hate getting my news from, you know, all those big media outlets. I don't listen to any of that shit. I like just the small time blogs and podcasts. That's why I love to get my information from. I think it's a much, you know, cleaner way to get, to get your information. But he was, you know, Steve Stout went on first take and he was just talking about, you know, kind of threw Mike Miller under the bus and kind of did some other things you don't really want to see your, you know, one of your front office executives do. And then obviously yesterday, this whole the whole Spike Lee thing. Now, I'm not really going to touch on this because I think it's ridiculous. I think it's something that sh- it shouldn't be dragging on. It should be over with. Honestly, I didn't even read up on this whole thing much, and I don't know much about it. That's how little I give a shit. Um, but apparently Spike Lee and James Dolan got into an alter- altercation about him you know, at halftime entering back into the arena using the wrong door, and they told him, you know, he told them he used this door for eight for years, and they told him, no, we change, we're changing it up. I don't know the whole story. Again, I don't know what the story is, and I could care less. It's just stupid. Spike Lee says he's not going to show up to any more games. I don't care about Spike Lee. The Knicks are a joke. They're both, uh, in my opinion, they're both just being stupid here. So and that's, but that's what I'm talking about. Just the fan altercations, the, the, the. The incidents that has that have gone on around Madison Square Garden lately, you just want to see that all disappearing, and hopefully Leon Rose can stabilize it up there. And that's the first thing you want to do: just make it, just stabilize things, just make this all go away, and just be competent up there. And like I said, evaluate talent, um, develop that talent, keep that talent happy, run the offense through RJ. Hopefully, we'll start to see some more influence. But <laughs> you just, you just. I hope for the best for Leon Rose. I hope it's not another um, Isaiah Thomas thing that goes on here. But we'll see what happens. As for the games, yeah, man, the Knicks, have, uh, they played well. Listen, 
last two games, R.J. Barrett, Mitchell Robinson. You're seeing that even Kevin Knox has had his moments over the past couple nights. Um, yeah, you're seeing some really good basketball from these kids. Uh, against the Bulls, the Knicks took the W, 125-115. to A lot of scoring lately. Not much defense, but a lot of scoring, which is good. You want to see the Knicks start to score. That's, you know, probably their biggest weakness. Um, but yeah, 125-115 to 115 victory a couple nights ago. R.J. Barrett had 19 points in that game. He was 8-for-10 from the floor, 3-for-4 from downtown. He kind of got shot away from in the second half. Um, it was mostly the second quarter where he did his damage and scored a dozen points. You know, he had a nice... He, he displayed his bag of tricks um, in in that game. He uh, a nice step-back three. And when he starts hitting that step-back consistently, it's going to be nice. Um, it's going to be really fun to watch. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I mean, I it, listen, it, it's... I couldn't complain about that game. Mitchell Robinson had a career-high 23 points, 11 of 16 shooting, 10 rebounds, 2 blocks. Um, I lost my voice, guys. I'm sorry. Um, Taj Gibson Taj Gibson started out the game scoring the Knicks' first 7 points, then assisting on the next 2 baskets. And the second of those assists was to R.J. Barrett, and that's kind of how he started to get going. He, you know, when you feed this guy early... That's when he gets going. We've seen this, right? I think in four out of the five games um, coming out of the All-Star break, he scored at least five points in the in the first quarter. So when he when he gets fed early, that's kind of how he gets going. He's a you know a volume microwave shooter like that, where he needs his his attempts and he needs to to get fed when he's hot. So he he was he was working well early. They kind of shot away from him down the stretch, but. The Knicks were able to pull it out. Um, big fourth quarter from Kevin Knox, who scored seven of his 12 points against the Chicago Bulls in that fourth quarter. Um, we even saw Kevin Knox make a make a cut, an off-ball cut in that game, which was shocking because anybody who watches the New York Knicks, anybody who watches Kevin Knox play basketball, this guy doesn't move. He's, he's underwater out there, and he never moves. He's a statue sometimes. It's... It was surprising to see him make a cut towards the rim on a, on a give-and-go with Portis. But, yeah, the Knicks played well. That game was a 125-115 victory. And, again, uh, RJ, 19 points. Mitchell Robinson, 23 career high, 11 out of 16. Great game. Speaking of career highs, last night against the Rockets, this time RJ Barrett went for his career high. I think he tied his career high. 27 points last night. Um, it was a 125-123 to victory. RJ had 27 points, 10 of 18 shooting, and also had 5 assists, 5 rebounds, and one of the underrated parts of his game, he continued to play above average defense. He's been a very solid defender since he's came into the league. We're going to talk about that a little bit later, but big game for RJ. He was fed throughout until the fourth quarter. Mike Miller has got to stop, you know, um, excluding him for big stretches. You know, in the fourth quarter, this guy didn't come back in until, what, under five minutes, four minutes remaining? Now, granted, he did hit the big shot. He hit the game winner with about seven or eight seconds left to put the Knicks up four points, and that was about it. But, you know, it would have been nice if he was at least... You know, he only played 30 minutes in that game, so you play him a little more in that fourth quarter, that's fine. You had the leeway to do so, but... It was a good game. You know, you don't want to take that as, as the only thing from this. R.J. Barrett scored 27 points, man. It's so good to see him play well. Um, and Frankie Lakina was also big in this game. 11 points. He took 10 shots. That's the thing I loved most. Even more than the 11 points. Um, I love that he was aggressive enough and he, he, he wasn't afraid to take 10 shots. That's something we don't see often from Frank. 
Um, he was 5 out of 10, so he hit the shots he was taking. Um, he hit a, a couple of jumpers, or one or two jumpers in the fourth quarter. He drew a charge. He hit some big plays in that fourth. And then obviously, to cap off the game, uh, following RJ's game winner, you know, Westbrook uh, tried to get uh, get a shot off, but Frankie Lakina was defending him terrifically, and that ended up ultimately being the final play of the game. Nilakina tightly defending Westbrook and the shot going off the rim and the Knicks taking the victory. So that was a big play by Frank, who had a big fourth quarter. And just overall, the Knicks played well. Even Mitchell Robinson, once again, he now he only got 23 minutes. It's frustrating, but he continues to stay hot. You know, the big thing, why, he, why he's succeeding lately is because he's staying out of the foul trouble. And one foul, once again, for Mitch last night, and he scored 13 points, rebounded 11, another double-double. Um, I don't think he had a block in that game, but still, his impact was still huge tremendously on the defensive side of the floor, as well as it was offensively. Um, <clears throat> just... And I'll even give credit to, to Wayne Ellington. A big, big, um, a big game for him. I think four of his five three-pointers he hit came in, was it the first half? or It came in a single quarter. I don't know if it was the second or third. I'm trying to think back now. But but he had a big game. Even Bobby Portis, the two of them combined for 30. They had 15 apiece. And you know they shot the ball efficiently from downtown. So that was good. But still, it was just big to see RJ continue his dominance um and defensively the Knicks played well you know, as a unit they held Westbrook to his they held Westbrook under his average he only scored 24 and they held Harden to his average as well he was 35 so I know that sounds silly but you know these two guys can score with the best of them to be the best of them and when you when you can contain them like that and just keep them at their norm you'll take it and that's what the Knicks did and they didn't shoot the ball Harden was like 8 of 22 and 3 of 16 or something like that from downtown. So it was good to see him out of rhythm. Um, it was in particular, it was in that third quarter where the Rockets were 0 of 7 or 0 of 6 from deep until Harden hit that 30 foot step back to kind of give the Rockets some momentum. But um, the Knicks ended up pulling away. Um, they took advantage of the Rockets' small ball lineup and out-rebounded them 65-34. Everybody in that lineup but three Knicks had oh, at least five rebounds. So all but three Knicks had at least five rebounds in that game. Took advantage with the size. Yes, the Rockets did hit 23-pointers, but the Knicks dominated the paint, uh, crashed the glass, and they were able to hit their shots and execute down the stretch. So it was a good game, but like I said... Um, biggest things we're taking from this man is just RJ Barrett continuing to dominate. He's finally getting the ball more. You know, we're seeing more point RJ. Um, you know, he's running that point and running the floor more. Um, he's getting involved early. Like I said, just feed the guy early and keep feeding him throughout. And when they do, when they do these things, right? When they keep feeding him the ball, when they when they get him going early, when they let him create with the ball in his hands instead of using him as a floor spacer, that's when you're going to get the best RJ. You know. The best version of him is gonna be is gonna be that version. You'll get you he'll, he'll start being more efficient if you use him the way you're supposed to use him. That's when you get efficient, productive R.J. Barrett. So that was good. That was definitely good. But um, yeah, no, it was it was good to see him just included. You know, he's being included ever since he kind of returned from the ankle injury. It took a few games for him to adjust and get you know and get back to into his rhythm, but. He's been very strong. He's scoring 20 points a lot, at least 15. And, you know, to be honest, he's got his season numbers as a whole are, have gone up. Um, he's just under 15 points a night. He's exactly five rebounds, but 
more importantly, he's getting that efficiency up. He's up to 40% from the floor. Um, he's 32% from three and 60% from the line, which is still rema is remaining an issue. But listen, if you can try to climb them up a little more, maybe finish 43, 33, as, as close as you can get to 70, I'll take that. Hell yeah. But it's good to see that rise. And like I said, the efficiency will start to rise when they use him the proper way. And you like that they're doing that lately. And you hope that under Leon Rose, they, the Knicks kind of force that. And they stop running through Randall. And they and they take a bit of a step back and let the kids play basketball and, and not the veterans. So it's just good. It's good to, it's good to play the, the kids, but it's good to win with the kids. It's good to finally see them pick up some victories you know, by them, not just relying on the veterans to do so. So... Yeah, not not a bad couple of nights. I think you know the Knicks obviously have a lot of work to do in order to salvage this pathetic season. Um, you really can't salvage this season any further. But what you would like to see going forward is to just keep doing what we've been lately, which is letting as many kids as you can take control of, this, of the games. And we still we still need to need to somehow include Dotson and Trier. And I know I know I get that Ellington was hot. I get that Portis has been hot, but come on, man. Come on. You know, it's... Uh, listen. We're not going anywhere. <laughs> These two wins were fun, right? It was nice to to, to beat the the, the long-time hated Bulls. It was nice to upset the Rockets, but... I, Come on. Dotson and Trier should be playing out there. Ellington's... How, how old is he? 50 years old. Bobby Portis, what, is he on a one-year deal? Top, like, come on. I still want to see those guys out there more. I still want to see them start we still have to start Robinson right it feels like he's still in a lose-lose situation where if Robinson does play well it's the narrative becomes he fits that role and if he doesn't play well it's obviously he's not ready it's it's a lose-lose with him um but you know I guess it's baby steps you like that they're finally starting to give RJ you know control of the ball now maybe that's something that's that's kind of a sign but I don't know we'll see We'll see, guys. But like I said, let's end this on a good note. The Knicks picked up two victories beneath RJ, Mitch, Frankie Lakina playing some decent ball, Kevin Knox showing some signs. So it's good. It's a good way to, to, I don't know, it's the best you can get at this point, things like that. So, guys, thank you so much. But if you haven't yet, um, be sure to follow my Facebook, NY Sports Talk RC. Same handle goes for my Twitter account at NYSportsTalkRC. Follow my Instagram account at RobJCarbone. And um, if you haven't yet, subscribe to BD4 on iTunes, on Google, on Spotify, SoundCloud, and many other platforms as well. To get to those platforms, just go to NYSportsTalkRC.wordpress.com. Once again, NYSportsTalkRC.com wordpress.com that will take you to my website it's my opinion and it'll give you all the platforms that you need to reach me at and it'll show my social media sites and there you can also read my articles so guys thank you so much for stopping by um, we're going to take a quick break before we wrap this up Hey guys, Rob Carbone here. 
really quick, I just want to talk to you about Anchor. Anchor is a free podcast hosting site. And I say that again, it's a free podcast hosting site that will distribute your podcast for you to other platforms such as Spotify, Apple, Overcast, and all those websites. But here's the best part. Not only is it free, not only do they share it for you, but they will pay you for recording a podcast. They will pay you. And you can do it from your computer, from your phone. All you have to do is go to the Anchor app and download that or go to their website, which is anchor.fm to begin. It's everything you need. It is so convenient for podcasters like myself. So please, guys, go download the Anchor app or go to their website, anchor.fm, to begin. See you there. You know, I would go longer and talk, but I've got class tomorrow morning. Gotta get sleep. Still have to finish some homework. Um, and uh, I'm kind of tired. I am tired. Like I said, all these shows that I've been putting out lately, with these emergency episodes we've had to be doing with the Yankees and their injuries, it's taken a toll on me mentally, and it's taken a toll on me physically. I need sleep. I need to, to put the computer down for a bit and just take a break. And whew, It's been a... A lot of shit happening. But guys, thank you so much for stopping by. This has been Rob Carbone doing episode 85 of BD4, where there is no better way to get your Yankees and Knicks analysis than by tuning into this podcast right here, right now. Once again, guys, if you haven't followed my Facebook or my Twitter account, you can find that at NYSportsTalkRC. And if you haven't followed my Instagram, you can find that at Rob J. Carbone. And if you haven't subscribed to BD4, where there's no better way to get your Yankees and Knicks analysis, be sure to subscribe to it on iTunes, Google, Spotify, SoundCloud, Anchor, YouTube, Radio Public, Overcast, Castro, Breaker, and many more platforms as well. Just go to my website, It's My Opinion, which is located at nysportstalkrc.wordpress.com. Guys, thanks so much. Rob Carbone doing episode 85 of BD4. Knicks win a few behind RJ and Mitch. And I'll see you next time. Ciao. Hey, we hope you enjoyed the show. And if you did, be sure to leave a like, comment, subscribe, share, and all that fun stuff. If you want to follow BD4 on all the different platforms we have, all you have to do is go to my website, nysportstalkrc.wordpress.com. Once again, that's nysportstalkrc.wordpress.com. Thank you guys. I'll see you next time. Ciao.